You're listening to the podcast for all of the news, notes, and breakdowns for your Ohio State Buckeyes. This is Sons of the Shoe with Nick Wilson and Spencer German. Nick Wilson, Spencer German, celebrating a 24-10 Ohio State win in Camp Randall. And Spencer, listen, we're, there's a lot of things to quibble about with this game. I want to remind everybody, it's really tough to beat Wisconsin at Camp Randall at a night game. They had, a, I think it was a nine-game winning streak going into tonight. There were some things that held Ohio State back, namely the play of quarterback Kyle McCord. But, like, to me... This comes back to what we talked about off the Penn State game, which is as frustrating as this game could be, and it was a lot closer than the 24-10 to 10 final score would lead you to believe up until about six minutes to go on this game. The reality is Ohio State passed another test. When you take a quarterback in his first year starting on the road in that environment against a really good team, and their defense at Wisconsin had a hell of a day. They got a lot of pressure on Kyle McCord as well, which probably aided to his performance. This is a good win, and it doesn't feel like a good win because it's not a 40-0 to win. Trust me, this is a very good win, and just like Penn State was passing the test of the best team that you had played and Notre Dame on the road in South Bend was a test, you passed the Camp Randall, the the fickle uh, – I can't remember what we said earlier in the week um, – the fear of fickle, you passed that. There was no revenge <laughs> for Luke Fickle. You passed the test, you won the game, and this is a good win by Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think that for this Ohio State team, I, I'm sure there was fans who thought, okay, you're coming off the Penn State win, and hopefully this this is like a momentum builder where some of these other teams that you should beat, like that was kind of a scary one. Michigan's a scary one. And so I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of people who are like, oh, well, Wisconsin, you should sort of move your way through that one pretty easily. And, um, you know, Rutgers is next on the schedule. I'm sure people are thinking the same thing with that. Maybe that one actually is one that they move through pretty easily. But I do think, to your point, Nick, Camp Randall's a tough place to play. Camp Randall's an even tougher place to play on the road at, at night, like uh, like the game was tonight. Um, I, I think the, the, the reality with this Ohio State team is when they go into any of these environments that can be tougher or teams that are going to be physical with you or teams that are going to at least – that are competitive in the Big Ten – Obviously, we're not talking about the maybe the Rutgers of the world, but like a team like Wisconsin, who has won the Big Ten before, generally competitive in the Western side of it, but also just in the conference in general, like they're going to give you a little bit of a test. And with this Ohio State team, you just got to kind of expect that. And I, I think the the measuring stick for this team at this point is like, are they continuing to when they get in those tight moments when, you know, they could pucker, are they fighting through and coming out on the other side or are they getting rattled and then it all kind of disintegrates in front of them and they lose the game. Like maybe we've seen with some of the urban Meyer teams when those situations happen, because they were so used to just winning by a lot that when they got in those tight moments, they weren't really, really prepared for it. I think this team is the utmost prepared for a game like tonight where it's kind of a slog. It's a slug fest. Wisconsin's being physical. They're keeping you out of the end zone. They're stopping you on fourth down and you got to kind of just grind it out. And they were able to tonight, and they get the win. And like you said, it was the next one on the schedule. It was a tough one. It was a test, even though this isn't maybe the Wisconsin of old. And, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good win for them to kind of add to the, to the record here, and they keep it moving. 
I just got to say that was two shots. That was two strays fired at Rutgers in this. Uh, so <laughs> if Greg Schiano's watching this right now, he is furious. And if they lose to Rutgers this he's week, probably it'll be gonna listen. he's probably yeah. going to listen to this. And then he's going to tell everybody something, you know, there's some weird stuff going on over here with this podcast. Yeah, this uh, this Spencer German bro is the reason why Ohio State's going to lose. They're going to play it for all the kids out yonder at Rutgers. And uh, if you are just joining us, Sons of the Shoe podcast, Nick Wilson, Spencer German, please, please, please make sure to rate, subscribe, and follow wherever you get your podcast. We're on 92.3 The Fan uh, YouTube page. We are a new podcast. We're very happy to be here, but uh, can use your support as always. And you know what's funny, man? Like, I think what tonight proves – is just the kind of margin of error that you have offensively when Travion Henderson and Marvin Harrison Jr. play. And, like, I think I think that margin for error even gets great when uh, Ibuka comes back, but, like, I think you saw it. Like, McCord had two interceptions. He had the fumble that Ohio State recovered. Honda McCord, and- you mean? Honda Accord. That's Sorry, Honda McCord, exactly. <laughs> and he, he ran like a piece of – crap Mitsubishi from like 1982 um but so he had two he had two interceptions he had two intentional grounding penalties which were I mean in in other games in a in the Penn State game would have killed you and he had that fumble that even though Ohio State recovered that's five huge mistakes and that's just in the box score so the idea that you could have that happen at the quarterback position and yet you win 24 to 10 on the road and not just that. I mean, I you know you mentioned uh, that. Well, it's not quite you know the Wisconsin we're used to. I got to tell you, I think Luke Fickle's team is on the come. I think they're right yeah, around the corner. I agree. Like, I mean, the fact that they had the better half in the second half, their better half um, in the second half without Braylon Allen, who who left the game with a lower uh, left lower leg injury. I don't know why they had to add three L's and make me sound stupid there. What is, is this like hockey now? They're just. They're not specifying what the injury is. They just say it's a in this area of the body injury. That's all my, it is. My favorite is when somebody's like, "I got a he, he's got a knee. Mm, he's got two knees." Yeah, I'm not a doctor, <laughs> not but even I know knee. that. I might two be. Knees. Yeah, I might be a dumbass, but this guy's got more than one hamstring. Okay, bro. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I thought I thought Wisconsin played really well. I thought that defense was oh my god. I mean, what was it? Four yeah. sacks. I, I want to write, make sure I get this right. Nine tackle for losses. They got consistent pressure. And in the face of all that, it was Travion Henderson with a 100-plus rushing yard day in his return. Oh, he's got a touchdown there. He had four catches for, I think, 45 yards as well. And then it's funny, man. Like Marvin Harrison, they're they're putting so much heat on this dude. They're putting so much focus that it really is like, you, you go like 10 plays without hearing his name and then he gets open and it's a 50 yeah. yard play. It's a 25 yard play. And that, so just, you know, on top of passing the camp Randall test, it's just so wild to me how much adding just Travion Henderson back the margin of error this team has regardless of who's at quarterback and regardless of how well the defense is playing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Yeah, no, that's a good way to put it. I, I agree with you too that Wisconsin is probably on the the come up, if you will. Um, I mean, listen, you got a freshman at quarterback and Owen Arnett. Maybe he's not like their long term answer at quarterback either. Like, I don't I don't know what their recruiting trail off the top of my head looks like. Oh, you um, talking about you talking about uh, Braden Braden? Or sorry, yeah, Bra- I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, no worries, yeah. brother. Um, yeah, I I, I think that. Um, it's 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 a it's it's a tough test as always. It's a it's a physical team, and um, I the thing with Ohio State at this point for me is you have a defense that is otherworldly, and you talk about margin for error. Like they allow you to when they allow you to have the performance basically that Kyle McCord had tonight, where he has two interceptions, one of them in the end zone, which was very costly. And they can kind of bail you out of it because they're going to keep the get the score close and they're not going to let it get away from you. Um, and that's kind of what we saw tonight against a, a team in Wisconsin whose offense is fine. It was something special. They slowed them down as much as they slowed you down. And I'm going to be honest, Nick, like in a lot of ways, this game reminded me of the Penn State game because you saw it was kind of a, a lulling to sleep, if you will. Defense kind of held their own offense did some good things, did some bad things, the hits for some big plays. You mentioned uh, Travion Henderson, who I thought at times was like the one the one thing you had going for you in the first half. And then there was times where he got kind of bottled up a little bit as well. Um, but, yeah, like I, I think when you have a defense that's good and you have some of those star players like a Travion Henderson, like a Marvin Harrison Jr., it allows you to, in the key spots and key moments in the game, you go to those guys and they're going to make a play for you. And, and that's kind of been, to me, like the story of this season has been they don't have the quarterback play that you need to necessarily be a top title contending team at this point. And maybe that changes. I don't know. Um, but they have the star players and the talent to beat most teams on any given Saturday because – whether you play in close or not, like those guys are going to rise to the top and, and take Ohio State to where they need to go. And I think that's what played out again tonight. And this, well, and, 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 and really I, quick on that, yeah, and real quick yeah. on that, I actually want – so I think it's really important that what, what's happening right now is that Ohio State offensively is just out-talenting everybody. It's Travion. It's it's Marvin. It's Abuka when he's been in. It's Cade Stover whenever he's allowed to be a target in any game, which he was not in this. And I kind of feel that like defensively as well. It just feels as if the, the goal at Ohio State at this point is just we got to outlast you. And that yeah. really can work with the level of talent they have. There's just one team – on on yeah, on the docket that it doesn't work against now now that doesn't mean they can't beat michigan it just means like if your plan is we're gonna we're gonna try and out talent you well michigan's incredibly talented if your plan is we're gonna try and out outlast you i mean that's that's hypothetically possible especially in ohio state michigan game but i think that to me is the one game that this this you've got to have a different thing to go to if you want to beat Michigan, because right now, yeah. like Rutgers can play it close next week. Rutgers is a good team. Wimsett, I really like their their quarterback. He he can make some big plays. So that's that's a nice player. Uh, that's a nice player, and that's an okay team. Uh, Minnesota is a nice team. The only team you're probably guaranteed to blow out is Michigan State because of circumstance. But like 
this is just this continues to be the thing of and it's why Ohio State fans, I think, have such a hard time giving this team credit is because every time you say, oh, well, they passed the test, it comes back to, well, yeah, but the test is going to be different against Michigan. And I, I yeah. totally get it. Well, and it's, like it's, now it becomes, can you see enough uh, growth over the, the remaining three or was it three or four games here? before Michigan that can kind of lead you to believe there is that, that, that second door to go yeah. through. Yeah. That's the hardest thing. It, I, maybe, maybe a good way to put this into like a metaphor, you call it a test. Like it feels like these games have all been little quizzes along the way, but we know that the big test at the end of the semester really is Michigan. Like that, that is the true test of how good this team is. Um, how, what, what, how we, how we look back on the season and talk about it. It's the test of what the future probably holds for Ryan Day in a lot of people's eyes. I'm not saying the university's eyes necessarily, but certainly in the eyes of a lot of fans. Um, so, yeah, like these are all little tests or quizzes along the way, but that's the thing that everybody has their eyes on. So I understand why, like, you'd watch this game and you'd say, well, more of the same, like we're going to get destroyed by by Michigan. But, like, what do you want him to do? I like I I've had to come to a point after being a guy who said that I could see this team losing multiple games this year where I realized, like, hey, this season is going to be what it is. Maybe they can go out and beat Michigan. But you know what? Like, they're still finding ways to win. They're still being a, a top five team in the country. And what do we always say? Like, survive in advance. Like, we can't use cliches like survive in advance and, you know, win the games, win, win against the opponents that are in front of you. Like, we can't say those things and then, like, be like, but it's not. So, I don't know. I, 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 think, I think that there is – Something to be said for the way this team is winning. It's different than past Ohio State teams, and I think that doesn't probably sit well with people. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I think it. Yeah, you're right. It's about dominance, and I, I yeah. think that's a little bratty. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, like look at look at Georgia. Georgia's had some games where they played closer. You know, certain opponents closer than normal. They have not been the the typical machine that they are. Um, I mean, Alabama has been up and down. Like. To me, Michigan has been the most dominant team in the country, and who the hell have they played? Yeah, they don't have a Notre Dame or a, or a Penn State on no. their record. And and I gotta say, man, like it's funny. I don't think the defense actually played as well as the ten points that they gave up might tell you because they played. I mean, they were dominant in the first half, and I was surprised that uh, that Braylon Allen only had five carries, or was it? He had 10 carries for 50 yards. 10 carries for 50 yards because – But he also – he had two fumbles. One of them he lost too, so – And those were early in the game, but I thought he got rolling, and I thought it got to a point where I don't know why they just didn't give that kid the rock unless he was also a little banged up going into it. But I'm, I'm telling you, man, the best football Wisconsin offense played was in the second half. And, and Braden Locke is, is probably not the dude right now. But I'm going to tell you, that was, that was a big ball. That's a big balls performance out of that kid because a majority of the 259 yards that Wisconsin had came in that second half. And it was really about just big chunk plays. So like, even though, I mean, uh, I got to make sure I get the name correct here. Uh, the, the Ohio state, uh, defensive lineman, uh, Tyleek Williams. Holy crap. He had a great game, but like JT didn't have his usual game. Denzel Burke had a really nice game, actually, you know, yeah. also like with Trey, uh, yeah. yeah, coming back in the lineup, but like 
I thought they gave up a lot of chunk plays in that second half. And I think that is as much credit to Wisconsin and the balls on the lock kid than it has anything to do with Ohio State, who might have worn down a little bit. But like, again, man, I, I, I think this is one of those games where the box score does not tell the tale of the tape. And specific to Locke, like his his box score is is doo-doo. It's 18 of 39 for 165 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he also he had, had, a he big, had some big throws, though. And he had a huge run, also a 29-yard run that was on a quarterback draw that was, was uh, crucial in the second half. But, like, I got to say, like, was, that kid earned my respect tonight. And I think, like – I think he made as many big plays as I've seen anybody this year make against this defense. And I just yeah. – so it, that's not to disparage the Ohio State defense. It's to say that Wisconsin really, really put a for, – for a team missing any semblance of a running game, for a team forced into throwing the ball – with a quarterback who is a freshman, you know, transfer from, oh, hell, I can't remember what school it was, but he's a freshman transfer. He's like 19 years old. And for him to make some of those throws against this Ohio State defense, I thought was incredibly, incredibly impressive.